Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to hopefully a very exciting podcast. Today we're going to discuss my problems with a property that I had uh, very recently up in New York State in the Adirondacks. I have a ski lodge up there and shit hit the fan. And it always does in the worst possible time at the worst possible moment. And we are going to discuss the trying tales of what just happened to me within the last week. And it's been extremely trying. It actually sucked up a whole week of mine. And uh, some of the fun and uh, trials and tribulations of owning hotels, real estate in general, and the things that can go wrong. Now, of course, we have tons of systems in place for things that could go wrong, and we have uh, checks and balances for that. But some things do fall through cracks, and interesting things can happen. We're going to discuss that. And of course, today I'm joined with my two compadres, uh, Frank Galuccio and Gabriel Araish. And I'm excited to uh, actually tell them the tale because I haven't told them much at all, saving it for this podcast so you guys can all hear what's going on at the same time. They know something happened. They know there was trauma. They know there was a lot of crap going on, but man, it was hard. It was quite hard. And of course, if you have not liked and loved this podcast or started following it and downloading it on a regular basis, please do. Uh, Make sure you go back to the very beginning if you can, at least the first top 10 episodes so you can understand how we buy assets using none of our own money, using asset-based lenders. And of course, our mission, our passion, our vision for any listener is for you to get involved in cash flowing assets, buying cash flowing assets using none of your own money, using asset-based lenders, so you can build a nest egg for yourself, your family, and enjoy cash flow for life, so you can do what you love, not what you have to do. So, boys, I'm back, or as Schwarzenegger would say, I'm back. Itching to hear this. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, as you know, I... I was teaching a class on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a real estate class, virtual real estate in class. I'm in Zoom. I haven't actually taught this class in many years. It's the residential class. I teach mostly commercial classes and decided to dust off and revamp a residential class because I know with the as the economy is going to turn in 2021, I believe that there's going to be some great opportunities in residential, and that's what I started with. In fact, that's, Gabe, how we met, and Frank as well. I only taught residential at that time, and now the cycle is, I think, going back to that where there's a ton of money to be made in residential, and I have the lenders and necessary systems, thanks to you guys, put in place in order to help and service as many humans as possible. So I'm teaching this class, and I'm extremely energetic, as you guys know. I have tons of energy, and I'm just enjoying myself teaching this class. And I have probably 30 missed calls from my property manager up in New York. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I'm listening to these messages and the guy is livid. He's upset and he's going absolutely bananas. And there's litanies of texts and emails and just blasphemous, terrible things that this guy is saying. And my partner, a student of mine who's out of Finland, very sweet lady. This woman is just a very sweet woman. She wanted to get into the hotel business. I mentored her through that. She actually owns two hotels. And she didn't know how to cope with this extremely cantankerous property manager that just completely went off the rails. And I don't understand what's going on. And again, I'm teaching and I'm really focused on the students that are in front of me. It's very difficult for me to just say, hey class, I gotta go. 
I got to deal with this crap on the other end. So this is like the worst possible time for this to happen. Almost like it was planned that I couldn't handle things very, very well. And this was day one of your class, which is a three-day class, right? It was day two, actually. Oh, day so two. Friday was, uh, was it, maybe it was day one. Maybe it was on Friday. No, I think it was on Saturday okay. because when I went there, apparently Friday was packed. It was a $3,000 day at the inn. Just okay. the inn, just the, the food and beverage was three grand that day. That obviously we didn't see, but uh, well, yeah, it was Saturday. Saturday was when his shit hit the fan. Okay. Yeah. And it was not easy. So, and I don't want to get into too personal letting things out from my business partner, but my business partner wears her heart on her sleeve. She's active, you know, sharing her thoughts and feelings on Facebook and on social media, like most people do. And this couple who we still don't know why they're completely going bananas, just sends these emails where, you know, wishing her death, wishing my death, looking for people that are, that are haters and how they can circle the wagons and just make our lives completely miserable. Now they live in managers, which means that in the state of New York specifically and with quarantine laws and with eviction laws right now in New York, for me to evict them because they do live on premises, I would have to go through an eviction process and that would take a very long time. Meaning that because this is a ski lodge, and they're there. And by the way, they canceled every reservation for the month of December. They shut down our websites. They basically kiboshed the entire business. They even sent a letter to our flag saying that we are canceling the flag and please cancel all online access. So, and they did this like in a very orchestrated series of events. They went on my social media and posted terrible comments online on every podcast, every YouTube cha- video, every my Facebook, my Instagram. I'm telling you, they just went, not just one comment, they stayed up till five in the morning spamming my social media over and over and over and over and over again. And this is on Saturday. So it was, I've never seen such evil behavior in my life. It was nuts. Wow. It was really crazy. Marco, I, I got to intervene here. So it sounds like, yeah, a, a horror story, 100%. But and I know you do your did your due diligence, and I know your partner that you're speaking of. Did you guys vet the like? I know we do some, you know, you vet your managers, obviously. You do some background checks or whatever. But did you actually do criminal background checks? This sounds like maybe this is orchestrated as a scam to get them to a either have squatter rights or maybe not even squatter rights because they can't prove it, and it's going to be very hard to alter documents that are registered with the county and so forth. But maybe to stay there for a certain amount of time, and they know the laws, and maybe they can get free housing at the same time. So when you interviewed, I'm assuming you interviewed these people like face to face or whether on Zoom or on some kind of platform where you can actually see them so you can see their behavior, see how they react to some questions and do background checks. Like how did this, how did it come to this? Great question. So we had a a couple before this couple and they decided that they worked very hard and we were supposed to be closed for two days. They decided to open seven days a week and they burned out and they were like, we need to double our pay. And they were serving breakfast in the morning at lunch at dinner they were burning themselves out burning the candles at both ends and they just wanted to be there all the time and we said don't do this and i'm not the one that was managing these managers my partner was out of finland and i learned something just because you're really good at the real estate side or understanding how to acquire things managing managers is a completely different skill set and managing managers you can't necessarily be kind. And there's a cultural difference between Americans and people from Finland. Just a very large cultural difference. So her always being sweet and nice and saying, yeah, you you can run the place like you want it. 
ended up creating a more of a problem than it could have been. So there was a real lack of boundaries with the first couple. And so they just left. And when they left, it was not a good time. We were actually completely booked. And they said, you know what? We're out. We got to go. So they just wanted to leave. So now because my partner is in Finland and with quarantine, she can't fly and fix it. And I have a full schedule, so there's no way I'm going to do it. So she's like, well, what are we going to do? We got to find another couple. So I said, well, just here are the things you got to do to find another couple, just like we did the first couple. They And we actually found this couple. And she interviewed maybe 30, 40 people. This couple was popped out like a pimple. It was like the, and it's pretty apropos at this point, right? They popped out like a pimple. And I had an interview with them. And at that time, I was up in Canada taking care of my parents. And I was quarantining up in Canada. And when this was going on, they passed this if you have to quarantine for 14 days, if you leave your house, your neighbor, you know, can report you and there's up to $500,000 fine and, you know, it's bananas. So I was literally just quarantining. So I couldn't go anywhere. I was with my parents taking care of them and hired these people. They're like, yeah, the hotel just sold that we were working for and we're in an RV right now in California and we're able to just go and we can be there by Tuesday if as long as you pay for our gas will be there like and they had experience so I had asked the partner to check out references and get a background check we did not do okay because I was gonna say when someone's eager and I learned this a lesson too when someone's eager and can step into a position the next day or within a moment's notice that's a red flag for me because I, I, I fell into the same trap and I'll never do it again as much as you're desperate, I know you're in a desperate situation because she's quarantined, you're quarantined, no one's running the shop, it's empty there, but that's definitely red flag number one for me. Continue. <laughs> well, and they interviewed well and they had experience. They knew what they were doing, literally. They knew what they were doing. So she didn't check the references, which again is another red flag. There were definitely balls dropped. So, but the conversation, again, this is all, hindsight is always twenty twenty. In retrospect, here are all the things I could have done, right? Mm -hmm. So they get there and my partner is treating them the same way, with the same latitude, with carte blanche. Like, you know what you're doing, you make the property better. So small things start happening where the other couple, the way that we structure our couples, they're under the umbrella of a corporation, an LLC, or a, a corp or some sort of entity that we pay. We don't pay the couple directly, we always pay it through some entity. The reason it's, is entities cannot be considered an employee. So it's a contract between the company and the hotel. So we had all this set up, at least that properly done, properly done. And they came back and says, hey, you know, we worked here almost 24 hours. We live here, slept here. We want workers' compensation. We want this, we want that. We want back pay and all this crap. So I'm like, okay, oh, here's our lawyer's number get this handled and we've already structured this correctly so we don't have anything to worry about just have the lawyer talk to them and now she is really persnickety with spending money she's looking at every dollar all the time which she should be which is very good and she knows the lawyer is going to cost a couple grand in order to get this done so she's like ah, the managers are saying that they can handle it I'm like no I really want the lawyer to do it like it's an investment for multiple reasons we want this gone and we don't want this to bite us in the ass later, get the lawyer to do it. The managers that are there now, the new managers, all right, let's call them Bill and Ted. So Bill and Ted, they are, it's a male and female, but maybe Bill or Ted is, it could, Ted could be short for something else, but whatever. So Bill and Ted are there now and they are saying that they'll take care of it and it's no problem. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm telling you what to do. You know, this is also your hotel. 
go ahead if you think you can handle this, but I highly recommend, again, I'm the mentor. Yes, I own a, a piece of this, but I'm still her mentor. So I'm telling her what to do and she has to learn to follow directions. And if she doesn't choose to do that, there's going to be consequences. Anyway, I don't hear about anything else. So things happen here and there, not a big deal. I hear about what's going on, I get a report. And then I get a, an email from Bill and Ted saying, hey, work on a new website. You're paying too much money on OTAs and OTAs are hotels.com, uh, Orbitz, Expedia, all that stuff, right? So we're paying too much money. They take a percentage. I want to open up our own portal so people can actually book direct. And I thought we actually had that, but which apparently we didn't. And then they say, well, I want to open up a merchant account. So I want to go to TD and open a merchant account so we can have this th thing set up. I'm like, why would you want to open up a merchant account? We have a merchant account. We have a processor, just tie it to ours. And that was, and he says, well, your merchant account doesn't work. And it's like, of course it works. I see transactions happening all the time. And this was on th Thursday before the Saturday. All right. So I think nothing of it because they go, fine, we'll figure this out. So when someone asks you, for, is building a website and wants to plug in their merchant account, what do you think is about to happen? They're scooping all that money, buddy. That's another red flag. There's a lot of red flags well, that, here. That, that, was a, that, that didn't settle well with me. And then when I communicate with my partner, I'm like, this is not okay. And they're like, no, they're fine. I talk to them every day. They're very sweet. I trust them. I'm like, this is not good. And I have a class this weekend, but on Monday, there has to be something done about this. There has to be something done about this on Monday. Well, dun, 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 dun. This, well, they, they, they took care of business themselves. So they had their busy Friday night. Fridays uh, is very busy at the lodge. Very, very busy. Saturdays as well, actually. So I think they opened on Friday and Saturday. They just were horrific to us, literally telling my partner she should kill herself. She's a piece of crap. Just extremely slanderous, like really terrible. We're going to do terrible things to this place and you're never going to get us out. Like we're going to burn the place down before we leave. So I call state police in my breaks while I'm teaching this thing. And I'm like shaking because I'm so angry. But I can't show that I'm angry when I'm teaching because these are new people that want to learn something. And I have a responsibility to the people in front of me to give 100% Marco, not a half Marco, not a like a super clear, crisp, extremely good experience, period. And I think your wife attended that one, Frank. And it's uh, not she, their she fault, attended. right? Like it's, it's, uh, yeah, I can't blame them and I can't tell them what's going on other than I'm having a couple problems, which I did, but inside I'm dying. And on the outside, I'm like, I, like, hi everyone, jazz fingers. And it was hard. It was a very, very hard weekend. It, took the, it, it knocked the snot out of me. So anyway, I'm calling state police. State police gets there. And when they get there, they don't understand what's going on. And the first question he says is, what does he want? What does the guy want? It was a really good question because I never asked. I never asked, what do you want? Like, what is it that you actually are looking for? Because you're having all these threats and you're saying you don't want to leave. You're all pissed off. Well, what the hell do you want? So I asked the guy, what do you want? And the guy says, I want $10,000 on Monday. That's what he wants, $10,000. Come on, it was he put a e ransom on extortion, this shit? Extortion. I want $10,000 <laughs> on Monday or I'm never leaving. $10,000 for no reason, just to be there. So I'm like, what? What do you want 10 grand for? For what? Just I want $10,000 or I'm not in. You're never going to see me go. I'm like, okay. So I didn't say, okay. I'm just like in my head. Okay. Now I understand what the guy wants. So the guy is just, it's a shakedown, basically. That's exactly what it is. It's a shakedown. So again, I'm pretty upset. I can sleep through anything. I have a 
very clean conscience. Every day I do my absolute best. I give everyone as much value as I can. And when I sleep, I'm good. Very rarely can I not sleep. And that was one of the nights. And again, I've taught all day. I'm stressed out of my mind. And on the Sunday, I have to also give my best. And I'm mulling this over in my head, like, what am I going to do here? So, in fact, what I did, as in the middle of the night, I actually called one of my, now, just as a sidebar, remember when I went to Miami a few weeks ago, I met some billionaires at a charity function. And in this charity function, there were some ex-Navy SEALs that were there. And these guys are entrenched in all parts of business all over the world. So, and I know the guy never sleeps. These guys are vampires. I think they mostly are awake during the night and sleep maybe two hours during the day. I don't understand how these guys can function, but (laughs) I don't know what they do, but it's bananas. So I call my buddy and he was actually in Mexico on his yacht with, I know, I could hear a lot of cheering going on and this is at two o'clock in the morning. So it was very interesting. So anyway, I call this guy and like John, he's like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I need help here. Here's, he's like, what's going on? All right. And then he puts me in contact with someone else out of New York who's also up. And then he owns a security company that does business in special forces specifically. These are ex-special forces, Marines, that are extremely high-end bodyguards that were in militia or uh, hunted humans for a living, really. That's the only way that I can say it. They hunt humans for a living uh, for their governments and now go into the private sector and do private contracting. And, you know, ex-FBI, CIA, we're talking like very high-end suit-wearing individuals, James Bond-type people that have uh, concealed carries to go on like planes like they have very special high-end permits to do stuff that are is pretty terrifying basically they put frank's boys to shame (laughs) they do it legally (laughs) they do it legally maybe they do it legally so on saturday so he said listen we're going to get this sorted out we're going to help you so they made a phone call and the guy drove from these guys drove from new york city to it's a four and a half hour drive and was there First thing on, was there actually on Sunday. On, on Sunday. Yeah. So literally just picked up and left. And the guy was like, who are you? He wouldn't let them on premises. He called the police. And this guy, he was alone, right? And I have experience when you are alone and there are two people and there's an altercation, it's two people's word against one. So you never want to have a confrontational, violent confrontation. And the guy doesn't have a license to kill. He's not on contract for the U.S. government. You know, he can't whack these guys. Uh, Marco, do you call a hit? Is that a hit? It wasn't a hit. It wasn't a hit. Smells like a hit. Walks like a hit. It may be a hit, but there was no hit at the end. I hope there's there's no hit at the end. There's no hit. Definitely not. I'm a lover, lover, not a fighter. I I should have had popcorn with this story. Yes. So this is boring. Please uh, stop me at any moment. Not at all. uh, (laughs) This guy, he goes in and he's like, let's just talk. You know, and the guy's like, I'm going to take pictures of your license plate. I want to take pictures of your face. He's like, well, here's my card. Research me. See who I am. Here you go. And the guy takes his card. He's like, and starts yelling really angrily at the guy. And I had actually had a room for him that we booked. And the guy said, the hotel's closed. You can't stay here. So that was actually good that he did that. Because by doing that, now I have cause that he's ruined the business. And he's uh, turning customers away. And if I had to get an injunction, I could find a way to remove him. Even if I couldn't evict him from where he was staying in the manager's quarters into another room, I would most likely get an approval from the judge just so we could continue to do business while they got evicted. So I needed some evidence and I did everything by email. So I sent someone in, you know, they're, they're there to protect the property and they will be let in and they will be admitted and he didn't do that. So on Saturday, he started talking like this. I said, you're terminated. You must leave immediately. 
And then that's when he went into this, this rant. So I'm just collecting, so every email he's sending, it's evidence at this point. So I'm being very strategic. I've calmed down at this point because at least I know there's someone there that is at least watching the place. And the guy just wouldn't be let in. He says, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to watch because I'm not here to do anything other than just to make sure the building is protected. And I don't want to do anything that's going to hurt you, Marco. I want to make sure that they know what they're doing, right? They've been in, in gunfights. Yeah. I'm sure their blood pressure doesn't actually goes down when there's <laughs> when there's a gunfight or when they're fighting. They're just like born identity, don't even care. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is their heart you know, rate's at doing. like six per minute. Yes, it, exactly. <laughs> they're they're athletes. It's this is crazy shit. So the event's over, and I'm like, how am I going to get to New York? I'm looking at flights, and this is uh, north of Albany, so I couldn't fly to New York City. I wanted to get there as quickly as I can, and the uh, I ended up actually flying into New York City, and then on uh, Monday morning at 6 o'clock, I hopped in a flight, and I was uh, greeted by another gentleman. Let's call him Paul, and Paul is actually ex-military. He was actually in charge of... Um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but I changed his name. So anyway, ex-counterterrorism around the world. So and actually taught ex-counterterrorism uh, terrorism and how to handle even he was in uh, many, many countries. So you got some people that took down ISIS to come down and take down this guy at the hotel. <laughs> so I have... <laughs> and, and the Taliban. I have Paul. I have Paul. And I'm putting this in quotation marks because his name's not Paul. And then I have another guy, and let's call him Frank's compadres. Let's call him Vinny. So we have another Vinny. guy, Vinny, that we actually... Vinny went up on Monday, on Sunday as well. So there was two people that were there just to back him up, and they wouldn't go into the building. And I basically said, I'm going to be there on Monday... And I'm just basically saying, look, sticks and stones will break my bones, you know, but names will never hurt me, basically. It's like your bully tactics are not going to work on me. You're not going to get a rise out of me. I'm not going to incriminate myself. I'm not going to call you names. I'm just going to go there. I'm going to assess the situation and know that I'm protected with armed people. So I'm going to go and I'm going to get access to my building and I'll either, I'm not going to remove you forcefully. I'm going to do everything within the confines of the law, but know that I'm with armed people that know what the hell they're doing. And I will be there Monday morning. This is on Sunday that I'm talk to telling him this. He's like, I'm ready for you, you mother effer. You know, he's like really pissed. I get there on Monday. The guy's gone. <laughs> they packed up and they left. And this is the weirdest part. It was spotless. It was clean. Wow. They didn't they trash did not, the place. They, nothing. they didn't trash the place. They laid it out like it was Christmas. And I'm not kidding. It was like perfectly placed. All the alcohol was not disrupted. It was, they swept the floors. It was spotless, which is astounding. And I couldn't. That's how they get rid of fingerprints. And just, oh. you know, on a, on a, on a Is side that note. how they do it? Oh, hold okay. on, hold on. Did well, the, did just, the I heard. Did the managers do this? I heard. Or did the arm, <laughs> it's not over. Did the managers do this or did the armed people clean? <laughs> uh you scrub after yourself it, while you're walking out. <laughs> it was amazing. And I was like, they get made such a fuss that I, they literally, the emails were like, you're going to have to drag me out forcefully from a judge's order for me to get out of here. I can't wait to see this happen. Like you're basically just being extremely difficult. And it was all talk and no action. And it was very interesting, but they were very destructive and very disruptive emotionally for myself and partner. Uh, my partner. Now, I learned something, obviously. If you're not managing, if you're not asking the right questions, or if you're giving the rule of the roost to the people that are doing this, you're going to get screwed. No matter how good, everyone that I spoke to, by the way, now there's a quarantine laws in New York, so I couldn't do much when I was there. I wasn't even supposed to be with, what I call them, Paul and Vinny. 
I wasn't even supposed to be with them. I was supposed to be quarantining, but because they picked me up from the airport, I guess, whatever, maybe they didn't care. I don't know, but I had to go upstairs and quarantine myself. It was, I'm thinking like, how could I have solved this earlier? And A, we didn't have any background checks on these people, which you have to do. And interestingly enough, so I started immediately looking for someone new while I was there. And we're taking inventory of food. And it is a restaurant. It is a bar. And Frank, I'm not going to lie to you or Gabriel. I found maybe 150 cucumbers all over the place. So the only thing that was bizarre about this whole... I know. I could see your face. Cucumbers. 150 cucumbers at least. We had cucumbers. I opened... There was cucumbers in the bed. There were cucumbers in drawers. There were cucumbers in the bathroom. There were cucumbers when you open the fridge. Cucumbers. When you open the bar, there was cucumbers that were like... It was like they had placed cucumbers everywhere which makes no sense so the horse's head got replaced by cucumbers it was the most weird (laughs) is there a drug that's That's out of cucumbers (laughs) that I don't know of maybe I gotta whack you with the cucumber that's a whack it was so Uh, strange how many cucumbers we had it was bizarre we have there's a sauna downstairs cucumbers there anywhere you look there were cucumbers and it's really funny (laughs) But it doesn't make any sense. It just made me mad because I'm like, why are these cucumbers here? It was very, very surreal and very bizarre. So, Did you slice them open? Some no, of them? no. I had them washed and I gave all the food that we had because we couldn't open his restaurant. And we have, it was a fairly decent sized kitchen and we gave away to the food bank. We, oh, I was going to say, maybe they stashed some drugs in there, but well, hopefully all those we'll, people they'll find the food out, bank yeah. had a really happy time. No, we yeah. washed them. I inspected them. They were good cucumbers who so were not like tampered with. At least I didn't see that they were, but I decided to give everything away. It's the holidays and if the food's going to go bad, then they'll throw it away. I think that the, mm-hmm. and I told them, listen, these cucumbers were left here. If you guys want to inspect them or do whatever, I take no responsibility. I just don't want the food to go to waste. And yeah, we just have cucumbers everywhere. So... It's very, very strange. So now we're looking for a new couple, right? So from another hotel that I have in Texas, we're looking to hire a couple and there are a few couples that just didn't make the cut, but there was one couple that I thought would be a really good fit for this property up in New York. So I interviewed them again. I asked them if they'd be interested in going into an asset in New York from instead of going to Texas. They thought about it and they say, yeah, that's pretty good. And my partner decides to hire them instantly. And I'm like, whoa, what do we learn here? What do we learn here? But, you know, we need someone now. I'm like, no, we don't need someone now. We need someone that's right now, right? So we don't want to make the same mistake. Like, I know I'm your mentor and I know you won't listen to me, but, and one of the reasons why they were so bananas is because they thought that my partner had no money. And because she told them, I don't want to spend the $2,000 because we don't have any money. We don't have very much money in the hotel. I don't want to spend the money. So they assumed that, I didn't have any money because they knew I was the partner and they Googled me and they said, oh, this guy is this and she doesn't have any money. What the hell? They should be loaded in cash. And the hotel, just because it makes money, but if you're trying to save two grand, she was communicating openly with everything that was happening. And their perception was, Marco must be broke because the hotel doesn't have the money to pay for the hotel to get rid of these two couples. Well, guess what's going to happen? We're going to extort these guys for 10000 which makes no sense because I thought we didn't have any money, mm-hmm. right? So I think they were just testing the waters to see what they could get away with. And it was extremely, extremely, extremely toxic. Extremely toxic. So I'm like, what did you learn? And she was actually quite upset that I wouldn't hire these people at all until I did a criminal background check. 
So I said, get a background check done and then let's take a look at it. And I can tell you that this background check was as long as my arm. Like we're talking like armed robbery. Oh, we're talking wow. about misdemeanors. We're talking about small felonies. We're talking about a huge list. Well, hold on, is this on the uh, the, the the Bill and uh, Ted no, couple? No, that, that, no, that no. Left? This, oh, this is on the new couple that was coming yeah. in. <clears throat> gotcha. Oh wow! All right. Okay. Yeah, as long as my yeah. arm, and then she understood. Like we were going to go right back to the same problem that we had before. It's like, well, we're closed. I'm like. Do you want to be closed for a week or do you want to be closed forever? It's like a week. How about two weeks are closed forever? Two weeks. We're going to miss the ski season. Do you want to miss the ski season or do you want to lose the property? Which one do you want to do? Lose the ski season if we have to. Correct. So you can't have the ski season as the carrot to, and again, I understand COVID and it's been, at times have been tough and the mountain is actually doing very well. There's a, we're getting a lot of traction calls when I was there, call after call after call. It's a very busy place. And I actually ended up meeting someone that walked in that got married there uh, 20 years ago. Wow. It got married in the lodge. So it's a very well-known, well-revered place. People really love this place. So they want this place to work, these locals. And we don't want to rush putting someone in that's going to be garbage. We want someone that's going to give a lot of value, be part of the community, and People want to rely, is it open, is it closed, is it open, is it closed? We can't just keep opening and closing, opening and closing. It's, there's only 1,500 people. It's, everyone knows what's going on and it's hard to hide things. So yeah, and Frank, I know you have a hotel that's very similar in size actually because this is a 27 room hotel and I think you have 25 or 27 too. It's almost identical yep. to the size that you have with a live-in model and all these things. And I know, and as I was helping you through through some trials and tribulations i'm like dude you got to get rid of this guy or get rid of this because it's going to happen and sure enough it did and it was really a good lesson in a don't rush putting people in just to put them in and at the end of the day i'm going to take responsibility as ownership that had the boundaries been better had i managed my partner's ability to manage those people better and be really say this is what you can and what you can't do. I can't necessarily teach common sense. As you both know, common sense isn't common anymore with some of the things that we get asked. I'm like, mm -hmm. are you really asking me this question? Like seriously, say the question out loud and as if you're asking, you're being asked the question and tell me how would you react? And they're like, I don't understand. I'm like, okay, well, there. Where am I going with this? So yeah, I'm going to take responsibility as ownership. I should have had better practices in place on management. Now, you actually solved that when you were up for four days creating process manuals and uh, process charts for your living managers. So you, Frank, actually, you're a step ahead. I'm going to give you kudos on this in that we don't have as detailed a process in this lodge as we should. So it's happening now is what we're doing now is creating these processes, what to do, how to do it, learning how to use the point of sale system, which is tied into the ordering food, which is tied to reservations. It's a very complex system, at least for me, because I look at a computer and my eyes start rolling in the back of my head. But there's a lot of things that have to get done properly and nobody knew how to but use anything. It's not just nobody. processes, it's controls too, because it sounds like the managers were able to cancel their reservations without any approvals or like it doesn't seem to have been any ownership involvement at all from a perspective of controlling the money and you have to give them leeway i understand that and it's a business so it's got to operate but there has to be some sort of 
control audit or something in place to be able to catch on to these potential situations early enough right and i don't know if you have those in, instilled as well frank but maybe you want to talk about that but, i, but I do definitely actually. a lack of controls that was going on here where it looked like it was a free-for-all and yeah, and most of us are reactive, mm-hmm. and I learned from my thing. I'm, I, we can maybe get into it in a different episode, and and I'll talk about it. What happened uh, on my situation? But yeah, putting those mechanisms and having an audit as an owner, you still got to do some work. And, and with the hotel, perhaps I'm a little bit more hands on, but it's it's you know it's it's my baby. It's, it's doing well, and we do have audits to check for situations where there's cancellations or they're bringing people in. They think you know we put a lot of things in place, and yeah, I put processes in place videos so i can have someone step in tomorrow even if they don't have much knowledge not that i would do that and run the operations because of that but it took four nights it took four days of no sleep a lot of coffee a lot of booze and i was scared shit because this is when covid hit so marco i know how you felt and it it must have been terrible but you learn from that you learn from it and how you make it better Yes, I don't see problems as problems. I see them as opportunities. Like, okay, in the heat of the moment, it was pretty stressful because obviously I don't want the place to be burned down. But I have a roof over my head. I have money in the bank. I have amazing friends. And I have my kids. I have my health. And shit happens. So what? And, you know, we'll, okay, I have to go to New York at six o'clock in the morning. I have to wake up earlier than I want to. So what? I'm going to do whatever it takes. Just do what it takes. Do what comes next. That's one of my slogans, obviously. And you're going to be fine. And just like you, Frank, and you, Gabe, you've, we've all dealt with adversity. With Gabe buying terrible assets when you first started, you just deal with it. Cantankerous folks around you, you deal with it. You have upset people, you deal with it. And it just makes you stronger. And it's not something I'm scared of. I'm actually glad it happened because it shows me where the problems are in the business. It shows me where the problems are in the management styles and the communication styles, it tells me that here are the boundaries that need to be addressed and we can create processes around it so it never happens again. And thankfully it never happens to anyone else. So I took the arrows or Frank, you take the arrows or Gabe, you take many arrows as well. It's for us to be able to never have that happen again. That's called growth. And yeah, absolutely. And sharing that knowledge with our followers is Listen, we took the arrows, but if we can share it and save someone else from going through that whole agony, that's why the first question I asked is, did you do a background check? And that was a flag or someone coming in right away that, yeah, I'm ready. I can start tomorrow. That's a flag, right? Changing the merchant account. That's definitely a flag. But yeah, even having things like inside your, I think with uh, your hotel, Marco, you have actually physical keys. And that's something that I learned is like, you know what? Get rid of the physical keys because it's a pain in the ass. You can lose them. You have to replace them. And if the manager leaves where they're a threat to your property and your guests, uh, guess what? You're going to have to change all those locks unless you have the card swap or the card tap. That's what I got at my hotels where they can't do any funny business and let people in because each time they tap that card or activate that card, I have a record of it. Yeah. So it's all these little things that, that add up to, again, you can't 100% protect. Like You're not there. You can't 100%. But in the end, you have to trust your managers. And these new managers that have this record, so obviously just for those who don't know, when you have to do a background check, they have to fill out a form, right? And they give consent for that. Yeah. Knowing that you're doing this background check, did they upfront tell you that there would be issues coming out? So see, nope. and, and that's just important because not to say that you would hire them for sure, but if someone comes up front and is, is totally 100% upfront about what they've done and what they're going to be finding on this and honest about it during the interview process, I think it gives, because people can change, it's a sign of integrity. And 
I think it would have been a good wing. So I'm assuming you just told them, listen, we can't hire you. You have all this baggage. You never told us. People can change, in, but it happened in 2020. Oh, and so well, that's the case. So in then. 2018, and 2017, and 2016, right. and 2015, and 2014. I think 2012, they were pretty good. <laughs> That was the, what was supposed to be the end of the that, world that, at the time. That, that, it, it, <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, and there's so many there's so many lessons here, and so many we could go on for hours. And this is probably a two hour podcast by now. But it's again, you can't be scared of these problems, Frank. I know you've had stabbings, murders, people committing suicide, accidentally killing themselves uh, in parks, places burning down. You know, there's so many things that could go wrong. So what? Yep. At the end of the day. Well, you're right. Yes, I did have those. Thanks for reminding me. But it's just, well, it's life. We can't control people. We can't control the tenants. We'll do our best. We do background check even on our tenants. But you can't, in the end, you can't control everything. And some of them yeah, were suicidal and you know, they had psychological issues. And some of them were a mistake. And, you know, don't clean your gun with bullets in the gun. <laughs> Pointing at your stomach. Uh, that's but, a no-no. But, but you're going to have that. But how you come across, like how you deal with it, I think is... Where it makes you stronger, actually, in, in the end. Because right now, yes, I'm very cautious on who's there. When I acquire a property, I look how the management is. I look deeply into the tenants. If they have background, can they support their income? You know, do we get pay stubs? So I'm wiser at it, and I'm grateful for it. But uh, did I get uh, heart pulsations back then? Yes, I did. It's a scary moment, but you got to just slap yourself together and say, okay, what am I going to do about it? There's no use curling up in, in a fetal position, sucking your thumb, doing nothing, because nothing's going to get accomplished. But what business uh, doesn't have this problem? Problems, right. I mean, this is sort of the, the real estate industry's potential issues. But if you're in any other business, you're going to have other problems. So problems are part of the journey, really. And it's just how you deal with them. That's going to uh, determine, I guess, your altitude in your specific business. So we've all dealt with them and we're going to probably continue to deal with them. I think just as long as we our processes and systems and controls become stronger as we get over these problems, that's what's going to make us better at our business. Beat selling tires. Oh, my God. Does it ever. Like I take this problem any day of the week for the lifestyle that we have, yeah. the cash flows, the tax breaks, all the benefits. For me to have this small of a problem over a weekend and a couple of days after that, I'll take it any day of the week. I do 10 of those. I do a year of that. And you got to spend to time never have to. with three men, armed men. <laughs> and the stories they have are incredible. Like the, uh, I created new relationships with these guys and they are phenomenal humans. Like I know they are very dangerous humans and I would not want to be on the opposite side of the pistol, if you will, mm -hmm. the stick. I want to be on next to them, not across from them. But the stories they have are just incredible. And the things that they've gone through, incredible. And again, the growth from struggle. You can't have growth without a little bit of struggle. They've seen some shit. They've gone through some shit. And it makes them just happier people. Anyone that doesn't do anything or goes anywhere or is scared of everything and doesn't want to do everything... I was speaking to someone two days ago that is always wanted to start a business, but he's like, I'm an employee mentality. I don't want to take the risk of opening up a business, but I hate my job. So, and my answer to that was, you're risking your life in the job that you hate. You're actually, that is terrifying to me to do something every single day that you hate because you are scared of something that might or might not happen. And we had a conversation around it, but he didn't understand what I was trying to say. Maybe I didn't say it right, but would you rather be stuck in a job that you hate for the rest of your life or at least give it a shot? And no, it not, might not work your way. I didn't think I would be in this position 10 years ago. You know, where you are now, Gabe, 
you didn't expect, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. At least my crystal ball broke a few years mm -hmm. ago in the 80s. I can't get it to work. I don't know about you, Frank, but I can't get mine to work. <laughs> you know, it's just shit happens, deal with it and grow from it and enjoy it. Enjoy the ride because that's what life is. And don't stay stuck in the crap that you're in just because you'll only make what you're making for the rest of your life. And if you're okay with that, then that's fine. But don't complain. Then start loving your job because that's what you've chosen. The person you wake up next to, you've chosen that. The job that you have, you've chosen that. Maybe not your kids, but everything you have in life is a choice and you can change it as soon as you choose. Yeah, you're exactly you where choose. you're supposed to be with all your decisions, so. Well, you uh, chose exactly. to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, so this is not a 10-hour podcast. <laughs> Gentlemen, appreciate your input and feedback. This podcast was definitely a product of some arrows and again, I'm grateful for them. I'm not upset. I'm grateful, and I'm also grateful for you two, uh, Frank and Gabe. Uh, you guys are like my brother from another mother. I appreciate you both. And, of course, you, the listener. If it wasn't for you, we'd be just talking to nobody, and that would suck. And I appreciate you very much for giving great comments, uh, sharing this with people that you care about, and just helping other humans achieving financial independence through cash-flowing assets through thick and thin. Shit's going to happen, so what? There's someone that knows how to handle it, and we did. It's game over now. It's Yesterday, we hired the perfect couple, Pass the background check, no problem. And yeah, so it's we're going to be open by Tuesday. So we're pretty excited about that. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com. Enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.